Hey folks, it's Marvin Cash, the host of the Articulate Fly, and we're back with the first East Tennessee Fishing Report of 2023 with Ellis Ward. How you doing, Ellis? I'm doing well, Marv. How are you? As always, just trying to stay out of trouble, and it's been kind of funny as I've been checking back in with people in the new year. You know, we had this really bizarre weather pattern where it was close to zero in the southeast uh, around Christmas. And, you know, now you could probably uh, next few days probably put some suntan lotion on and get a tan. And then it's going to kind of drop back and cool off, but not quite to what we would expect in January in the south. Yeah, it's uh, it was unseasonably cold and quickly transitioning to unseasonably warm. It's going to be over 70 here today. So it'll. um it, it changed temperatures of the water just being that cold, even though the tailwaters are insulated, that the, the zeros, the high winds, um, that's cold for us. And it, 70, 70 is warm. So um, bugs follow that and it will it will be an interesting next couple weeks. Yeah. So what should folks expect to see on the water on the tailwaters in your neck of the woods? Yeah, part of part of this time of year and why it's going to be an interesting next couple of weeks, um, you know, to touch on the weather component, which is not an annual thing, but just isolated to this warm front, um, it, it it's going to be turning on the dry fly fishing, um, moving, you know, and that, and that's just. The substrate's warming up. They're going from, you know, the water was chilled down to the low 40s because of the cold snap, and and it's going to be getting getting warmer. And um, we'll be we'll be seeing the the typical small stuff, but um, I, I suspect there's going to be enough of an increase in temperature to to sort of override the seasonality, I guess I'll say. And um, you know, you'll probably see some some caddis and mayflies and, and other, you know, sort of bizarre bugs, not really hatches, but um, the, the midges and, and the blue wings will, will certainly be going wild coming up. So um, outside of that warm front, the, the seasonality component of these tailwaters is that once the spawn ends, which we're about there, um, or we've been there, depending on which fish are doing what. But when the spawn is ending, um, the fish redistribute from the tops of the rivers down to the bottom, and um, specifically the big lake run browns going back to the lake. And when that coincides, when that period of time coincides with precipitation upstream so up in the reservoirs to the point where we are getting healthy releases um it just it 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 causes you know we talked about the steelhead thing um same with stripers and um you know on the coast it causes when, when that generation when that release happens they ride that down you know it's it's both easier for them and then there's a lot of cover uh the whole river becomes deeper and and faster but they'll you know they'll stage up in between generation and 
you know, it's it's big fish that really aren't targeted with flies. And for a couple of weeks, and, and it's sort of the start date and end date are kind of TBD, but for a couple of weeks, starting pretty soon, uh, ending a few weeks after that, um, you'll be able to get shots at some big lake run browns from, you know, middle of the rivers down to the, to the lake, to Boone Lake. Um, and they will be willing to eat, I'll just say big white flies, something fun to cast. Yeah, got it. And I guess, you know, if you're trying to fish that, do you kind of fish upstream till you find them or do you just kind of guess and you kind of ride the pulses downstream or if they're not generating, you just go find those deep pools and work those? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. I kind of guess. So I will, you know, unless in, in, in something about the conditions or, you know, the timing of flows, if the generation is happening early in the day and, and uh, you know, I won't have an opportunity to fish early, then I'm going to be catching that generation down lower. Um, if, if it's just a smaller window, generally speaking, you know, most of the fishing pressure is somewhat limited to the middle and upper reaches, especially in the winter. So I, I like the middle down actually into the lake where it, it will be still water in a couple months is now moving river. Um, and then throughout that section, again, just a lot of unpressured, pressured pods of fish. So you know, in in between the the poking around with streamers, you can typically stop and find, you know, group groups of willing rainbows eating on top. Yeah, very neat. And also, we were talking before we started recording. You've uh, you've been working on the musky bug too. Yeah, I've I've had the musky bug for a good couple of years now, and I've been fishing. Um, the French broad and, um, different pieces of the clinch near Melton Hill for the last three years. And in our, our interview now, a couple months ago, I had said, yeah, it's probably something I'm going to be looking to, to start guiding next season, but I've had some clients, some trout streamer clients, you know, when I'm talking about what I'm doing, expressing interest and um, taking a couple trips and um, had had some <laughs> had some magical moments and have a couple more trips coming up. So um, yeah, it, it's been that part's been a lot of fun. you know it's it's even though it is streamer fishing in some respects, it is it's a different ball game. Um, but the experience on the water, you know, the gear, all, all that stuff has gotten tuned in and I'm, I'm pretty excited to be running trips for, for those fish too. Yeah. Very cool. And you were telling me too, that kind of with that pre-Christmas rain that we got, that you've got kind of slightly elevated flows with that, you know, good amount of stain where you probably have, you know, stained water with probably five to six feet of visibility. So, you know. You, they can't see you quite as well, but you can see your fly pretty well, and that helps out a lot, right? 
Yeah, and the fun part about that is when they get right next to the boat, it's pretty crystal clear um, in in the shallower parts. So you, you can, you know, you can see follows and you can watch her fly. And even when it's cloudy, um, you know, you can, it's, it's so much casting and so much retrieving. And I, I know we've talked about this with blind saying visualize what your fly is doing, um, you know, specifically with the French broad. You're really the, you know, the casts aren't as long, the the pools aren't as deep compared to the new. Um, so it's in some respects, it can be easier because you, you know, you get to you get your fly almost the the whole time um, on a lot of these casts, and that's because it's. It's shallower. It's, it's it can be clear, but it it's shallower, and the casts are just a little shorter because it's not as big of a river. But yeah, the rain, you know that that can you know in the, in the winter it can be low and clear, and it can be nice because you're you know that changes the the tactic to to hunt in some of those pools, but there's so many log jams and these little midstream sunken bushes and logs and trees that collect that have collected leaves and sand um so they they really they hold everywhere even in that low and clear water um but right now with you know it, it's not anything crazy but just uh you know ten tens of cfs a couple dozen extra cfs in the smaller river um and this you know the upstream gauge is a median of 150 and so when we're when we're looking at 200 the pools are still there you can still fish them because they're not getting you know it's not moving um but the the it's, it's just it's a healthy flow and you're not feeling as though you're you're on top of everything um melton hills more or less the same, you know, tailwater environment. So any amount of precipitation that gets into the system and, you know, in that reservoir that comes down from the banks and from little creeks just puts a little bit of that tinge, that limestone creek type tinge into the water. And it, it can just, it can make things a little easier. Yeah, got it. And you know, folks, we love questions on the Articulate Fly. You can email them to us. You can DM us on social media. If you like the Beastie Boys, you can put it on our Instagram story. Um, and if we use if we use your question, I'll send you some Articulate Fly swag. We're going to enter a drawing uh, at the end of the season. Um, Ellis has set up uh, two days of guided fishing with him and a night at the Watauga River Lodge with Brownie. And um, you know, before I let you go, Ellis, I know you've also got a bunch of bucktails you're getting ready to drop, right? Yeah, the first first wave of tails went pretty quickly, so we'll be doing another one here in the next few days, and it'll be some similar colors. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of natural colors, olives and and tans and darker yellow type deals, and um, mostly on this one will be it, it's going to be a lot of just whites. Yeah, got it. And I guess folks should what watch the Instagram feed for Flyzotics. Yes, Flyzotics is where I will be informing the masses as to when things will be released, and 
the purchase, you know, you can get on to my website, ellisworldflies.com. Um, the fly time material link will have all of the bucktail available. Uh, very cool. And before I let you go, you want to let folks know where they can find you and book you and all that kind of good stuff? Sure. Um, you, you can, on Dallas Ward Flies, um, you can drop me a note there. Instagram at Alice Ward Flies, always a good place to reach me. And then um, really the, the easiest is to text or call me at 513-543-0019. And um, if I don't answer, I'll give you a ring back soon. Yeah, well, there you go. Well, listen, folks, I hope uh, the holiday season treated you well. And Happy New Year, everyone. And Happy New Year, Ellis. Happy New Year, Marv. Thank you. Thank you.